Hello everybody, how are you going? It is our fourth and final... No, I'm not. I just switched it off as I put it in my pocket. It is our fourth and final uh, instalment of the Open the Door series. How's the series been, everyone? Wow, okay. <laughs> Thanks. I actually designed this series, so um, that means a lot. Yeah, that means a lot there. We are um, opening our Advent calendar door. I don't know if you can remember a little while ago I, I, I preached on opening the door to Jesus back in November. This idea that even as a ma- in the manger, the baby that was there had full authority. He was fully God. He didn't turn 13 and then get full authority. He was fully God and with full authority there as, as a baby in the manger. And then Pastor Nigel officially kicked us off as he spoke to us. Can anyone remember what he spoke on? Opening the door to love. That was last week. First one. Joy is this week. Hope and peace. Yeah, there we go. I was listening. I've got them all. So... Um, And so today, as I said, we are opening the door. We're opening the Advent Church Christmas door and we're seeing joy. When you turn to the person next to me, uh, next to you for me and say, you got that joy. Now say it with a smile on your face like you mean it. You got that joy. We are a day away from Christmas. Anyone excited? Yeah, come on. I love Christmas. What's your favourite things about Christmas? Anyone shout them out quick? I just heard words. I didn't hear a single thing there. Pudding, presents, presents, love presents. Fantastic. Uh, Loads of different things that happen at Christmas. Full of smiles and hugs, laughter, food. Anyone's favourite food? My my favourite is food. Yeah, I absolutely love all the food. Someone said sausage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the famous Christmas sausage. Yep, of course. <laughs> um, family, friends, gifts and songs. And some even say it's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm not going to break out into song for you, don't worry. But for a lot of people, Christmas is actually not the best time of the year. It's when the bills come in and the money's stretched Difficult family members resurface, friendships are tested, tiredness looms and tears start falling. Tantrums, arguments, annoyances, they all start to come to the surface. And so for some people, Christmas is also a time of grief. When the thought of a lost loved one is all you can remember and the chair is left unfilled. Christmas is often divisive difficult. It can be fun and a happy time, but it's also often a sad time. And in fact, the first Christmas that we read about in the Bible wouldn't have been full of smiles and laughter, I'm sure. Joseph and Mary have to set off from Nazareth to Bethlehem, from the north to Bethlehem. It's over a mountainous terrain, a 97-mile journey on the back of a donkey or a camel. They didn't have the infrastructure, didn't have the roads like we did, didn't have a car. So it had taken them several days. And on top of that, Mary was about nine months pregnant. It was a long, hard journey. And your your Christmas journey might be similar to that. You might not necessarily be riding a donkey to church and you might not be pregnant, but you might be looking at tomorrow and thinking, I just can't wait until I can sit on the sofa and watch the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special rerun. We're in Barry, so I presume that's what people watch here. Um, 
I can't wait until all the washing up and the cooking is done and I'm just sat with peace, left alone. You might be able to relate to Mary and Joseph. And unfortunately for them, when they arrive at the city, they get to the finish line, they get to the town of Bethlehem and there are no online bookings or telephones to call ahead and there was no room for them in any of the inns. It's quite an interesting thought. Um, I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to like theology and church stuff and I can just talk to you about church stuff for a little while if you wanted. And I found it very, um, very interesting this. Um, that because Joseph was from the lineage of Bethlehem, Joseph probably had distant cousins in Bethlehem, probably had people, relatives that were staying there. But because of this virgin birth that was taking place, there would have been a social stigma placed upon him, a prejudice put upon him, that he couldn't just stay with his families either. He came to the first Christmas day isolated and feeling alone. His family could have probably disowned him. And maybe you can relate to that. Maybe your friends and your family aren't there for you for whatever reason. Maybe you feel disowned or your family are just not here, maybe in a different country. That empty seat is looming. Now, I know what you're thinking. Thanks, Ben. You're supposed to be speaking about joy and you've just painted the most dreary, dark picture that you could have. But when we speak about having Christmas... When we speak about having joy, we always think of smiles and happiness. But actually, you could be feeling broken and sad this Christmas. And sometimes the thought of having joy brings guilt. You look at the world around you, whether globally or maybe your world, your family and your friends, and, and the idea that you would have joy makes you, feel diff- uh, makes you feel guilty. Or it could be difficult to have joy. How on earth could I be joyous when I'm going through this? The reason I paint that picture is because the picturesque manger scene wasn't so picturesque. It wasn't a glamorous five-star city break where they rolled up to the door and the, 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 the doormen take their bags inside and they have a lovely view. It was dark, it was cold, it was smelly, and it wasn't the ideal clinical setting for a baby to be born, let alone a messiah. But here in this dark manger, uh, the, the Messiah is born in the least ideal place, the king's born. And all of a sudden, some people on the mountainside get a message. Luke 2 verse 8, it says this. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be your sign. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Good news that will cause great joy. You see, it wasn't the place, the manger. It wasn't the the weather that the journey to Christmas that created joy, it was the amazing news that Jesus was on earth. Joy isn't a happiness or a smile, it's relationship with Jesus. And it's found when he enters our world. See, in the middle of the, the darkest and, and the grimness of the manger scene, the dirt, the cold, the smell, and the uncomfortableness, joy is abounding. 
joy to the world. Why is there joy in such a scene? Because joy isn't reliant on your circumstances that you find yourself in. Joy isn't reliant on the rapping and it's not reliant on the songs we sing, the food we eat or the films we watch or the warmth we feel. Joy is in fact found with relationship with the meek and mild baby that we find. Emmanuel, God with us. So maybe you're saying, well, that's great, Ben, but I can't have joy because of my journey to Christmas and what's happening in my life. I I can't because of the world around me. And we've been praying for the Middle East and the crisis that's taking place there. And I'm looking at the world around me. How on earth can I have joy? It's because joy isn't the feeling we get, but a relationship with Jesus. And that's why in James, it says we should consider it pure joy whenever we face trials because we become more reliant on our relationship with Jesus. I mean, if it was a feeling, I would understand why you couldn't have joy, but because it isn't, it's here for you today. Joy is relationship, and because I have Jesus, I'm okay. When the whole world is against me, I can get through the day. Psalm 30 says, your weeping may last a night, but joy comes in the morning. The struggle that you find is real. And I'm not trying to negate that. I'm not trying to say it's not real. The struggle you might find is is real, but so is the Jesus that we find in the manger who came to save the world. So this Christmas Eve, will you open the door to joy? Will you open the door to relationship with Jesus? Will you say, no matter what I'm going through and however I'm feeling, I am choosing you, Jesus. I'm inviting you into my life. Emmanuel, I'm inviting you into my world. Will you open the door and let Jesus come in today? We're going to pray. I think David's going to come up and uh, maybe Becky as well. I met Becky might be busy. So... Anyway, we're going to pray. And I wonder if you can stand with me. We're all going to stand. And I'm going to open the opportunity for you to open the door to joy this Christmas. Um, We're going to all close our eyes, if that's okay. And if you just feel like you're struggling and you are um, needing joy, you're needing Jesus to come and enter back into the situation, back into the room, back into your world, would you just open your hands up like you're receiving a gift? It says in the Bible that the, the spiritual follows the, the, the physical. And so by opening up our hands, all eyes closed, all heads bowed, all we're saying is, is I receive this gift of Jesus, this gift of joy. So Heavenly Father, we just pray for every single person with their hands open to receive the gift of you today, that you would come and meet them. Father, we thank you that joy comes in the morning, not more pain, but joy comes in the morning. And we pray that in the middle of the chaotic situation, the chaotic journey, the chaotic arrival, that you would come and take your place in every single person's life, that they may receive your joy, know your joy and feel your joy 
afresh and anew this day. We thank you and we pray in your name.